Welcome to the Real Life Girl Talk podcast with your founder and host, Sarah Thomas, and her beautiful co-hosts, Rebecca Mars, Sarah Williams, and Renal Kello. Sarah and the girls will be sharing their experiences, perspectives, and true thoughts on the ups and downs of real life, love, wellness, womanhood, and everything in between. We want you to know that it's not always easy out there, but we can promise you that you're never alone. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back to Real Life Girl Talk. I'm so excited you tuned back in. Um, I'm your host, Sarah Thomas, and today's host is registered dietitian, Sarah Williams. Say hello. Hey, everyone. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on today, Sarah. Um, It's been a few weeks since you were on last. Has anything new happened for you in your world? Um, I wanted to tell you guys about Halloween. I actually dressed up my dog as a pumpkin and it was super cute. Um, He is like 35 pounds and he looks like a dachshund German shepherd mix. Like he has a long body and he's short and he has colors like a Rottweiler. So he's got like orange eyebrows. He's super cute, but I actually um, was cracking up because I got him a medium. I just ordered it online and it like barely fit. (laughs) And I was like, wow. Oh no, this, are you getting some winter weight or what? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It was so funny though. Cause I was like, I feel like he's definitely a medium to small size dog. And like the costume was just barely fitting on him, but he actually wore it really well. And it was very cute. So, oh my gosh. So that's the exciting news. What is your dog's name? It, his name is Jesse. And I actually did the uh, doggy DNA test on him recently and was shocked because it came back like 26% chow, 19% beagle, um, 10% chihuahua, <laughs> which I was completely shocked by. And, um, 10% German Shepherd and then like 5% of a bunch of other things. So he definitely has like a loud bark. Like he sounds like a German Shepherd when he's barking, but then he has like a big fluffy tail. I guess that's the chow, but oh my gosh, it was surprising. That's so interesting. So for all the dog moms out there, you guys <laughs> have a connection now because I don't think that any of the other hosts have a dog. So that is unique to you. Um, how long have you had Jesse? Um, almost, I guess about three years. Oh, so cute. Okay, well, you'll have to keep us updated on Jesse then um, each time you're on. So you guys, that also makes me think that I hope you are already following us on Instagram and Facebook. I'm trying to keep up with the Facebook. That's like not my thing. I am not good at it, but I'm just trying to automatically like upload the posts to the Facebook. Um, but I think just, this just came to my mind. I have to talk to the other girls about it, but I think maybe I would like to have like highlights on the Instagram page of the host and like a little bit about their personal life, some photos, videos, some fun stuff about them, you, Sarah, and the rest of the girls. So keep an eye out for that. If everybody's comfortable, maybe I will do that. I should make a note. Um, and 
I never really talk about what's new with me. And I just will say that it's my birthday tomorrow and I'm going to be 33. And right before we started recording this, I was like, Sarah, do you have a birthday coming up? And she's like, no, not till April. Thank God. I don't want to be 33. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm turning 33 tomorrow. So thank you for that. (laughs) Oh no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Not offended. I'm super excited. Just like how we talked about in um, the last episode with Renelle, 30s are way better than 20s. So I am totally cool with moving on to the next one. Happy early birthday. Thanks. I'm so excited. I love birthdays. So if there's any Scorpios out there listening, uh, happy birthday and let's, let's rock our birthday month. I feel like Scorpios like very into their birthdays and being Scorpios. Cause I feel like our sign is very strong. So anyways, I digress on that. Um, you guys, Sarah and I are going to talk about mindful eating. And I know if you tuned in, it was literally because you saw that that's what we were talking about today. And you were like, yes, I want to learn how to be a mindful eater. So you're in the right place. Um, Sarah, why don't you start by telling us like, what is your definition of mindful eating in the first place? Yes. I love starting with that. So my definition of mindful eating is basically having a connected eating experience. So being present, tasting the food that you're eating, and also listening to your body's hunger and fullness cues. So kind of like you're in the present moment, you're connected to the eating experience. And in addition to like focusing on what you're actually eating, you're also listening to your body's internal cues. Yes. Sorry, I'm taking notes rapidly on this because I'm going to put a lot of this in the description um, because I know people are going to be like, well, what even is like, that's everybody's first question. I'm sure that you get like, what is mindful eating? And you see it everywhere. Like, um, is mindful eating and intuitive eating the same thing or is that different? So that's different. Basically, um, intuitive eating is a like specific framework or process that has several steps that are about it's, it's, you know, has a mindful eating intertwined definitely because the whole idea behind intuitive eating is you are letting go of external factors, like what you should or shouldn't eat. And you're focusing on internal factors, like what sounds good to you what is your body telling you in terms of hunger and fullness? So definitely there is some overlap, but the intuitive eating process is kind of like a specific step-by-step framework. Um, and mindful eating is more kind of like its own category. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, yeah. All right. So where do you begin? How do you get people started with mindful eating? Yes. So The first thing I like to think of, have people think about is, are you giving yourself time for a meal? Because if you're not taking a break, you're working through a meal or you're eating on the go, it's like, we already know that's not going to be a mindful connected experience if you're working through lunch. So kind of the first step is giving yourself time for an opportunity for mindful eating. So that might be like 10 minutes. That's okay. But like giving yourself a dedicated break for eating 
And obviously like, it's not always going to be possible. Like if you're traveling, you have to eat in the car or whatever, but as much as you can trying to say, okay, I'm going to give myself this like 10, 15, 30 minutes, whatever amount of time you can give yourself to have like a sit down mindful eating experience. That is, can be very challenging. Um, and I can absolutely see the benefit just from incorporating that very first step into your schedule, I guess, because we're so connected all the time to everything, like even just with our phones. Right. And it's always just right there. So it's very hard to one step away from work in general, you're getting emails and notifications and everything during lunchtime, your snack time, breakfast, as soon as you wake up, like, so I would imagine that that is extremely helpful to actually remove yourself and allow yourself to just eat. Definitely. And like, so basically you've decided to give yourself time to eat. The next thing is kind of, can you have your meals and snacks sitting down at a table as opposed to in front of the computer or in front of the TV or in the car when possible or without scrolling like on your phone, you know, kind of, (laughs) yes, exactly. Okay. Got it. Got it. What's next? Um, and then I really love like having people take like three deep breaths before they start eating. We're always so like, go, go, go all day long. You know, it's like people's schedules are crazy. Life is busy. And it's really easy for that to just go right into like us eating really fast. And when we're eating really quickly, it's not really necessarily going to give us opportunities to practice all these mindful eating techniques. Um, And actually, it's really interesting. I had a client tell me just last week that taking the few deep breaths before you start to eat reminded her of when she was growing up, her family would like pray before the meal. And she was like, I'm not really religious anymore, you know, and don't really do that. But this reminds me of like taking a minute before you start eating. And I was like, that's really interesting. I had not thought about that yet. That's true. Yes. Um, when the only time we do that is when we sit down for dinner as a family and we, our daughter says the prayer and it is nice because it's the one time that I like actually sit down and it's brief. I mean, you know, 30 seconds and she's done with it. And it's at least enough time for me to take a breath and to also like think in my mind, like I am thankful for this meal. I am thankful for my family and my house. It's like, the 30 seconds that I give myself to sit down and actually feel grateful and thankful for, you know, those basic human needs that I have access to. And so it is nice. Um, so I do like that tip a lot. Yeah. And I feel like some people struggle with eating quickly more than others. And that could just be a habit. Um, So I have a few tips that are specific for like slowing down while you're eating. If you struggle with being a fast eater, um, anyone listening. So one is like taking a sip of water or setting utensils down between bites, um, having a conversation during the meal. So I always like to tell the story about how like 
at my family's holidays, like my grandma's always the last person eating because she's literally talking the entire time. <laughs> and it's like, that is a great way to slow down, you know? And obviously some of these tips will work for some people and some won't, because if you're by yourself, you're not necessarily going to be like chit-chatting away while you eat. <laughs> hey, you can, whatever you want to do. Yeah, you can. <laughs> um, but I also feel like stopping halfway through the meal is another good one. Kind of like checking in what's going on. Am I just finishing this plate out of a habit or am I listening to my body? Yeah, I really like the, um, I'm like, taking so many mental notes on this literally last night, my husband and I were talking at dinner about how fast he eats and he has like some like indigestion and whatnot. And it's like, you really need to slow down. And so these are some really good tips. I really like the setting your utensils down. I think that's a really good one. Um, so that is noted for him. Yes. How do you feel like you are? Do you feel like you're a fast eater or no? No, I'm really not. I'm actually kind of a slow eater, but I will say that when I eat with him, my husband travels a ton. So right now he's officially home for a couple of months. It's off season. So I have noticed in the last week that when I actually am having dinner with him at home, I eat a lot faster because I'm trying to keep up with like him because then he'll like get up and start cleaning. And I'm like, will you just sit and hang out with us <laughs> for a few minutes? So I have noticed that I definitely eat faster with him around, but generally, no, yeah. I, I take my time. It's like, it's just a moment to sit, you know? Yeah. I love that. That's great. Honestly. Um, I think the, the next tip I want to say is focusing on tasting each bite. So that's part of like, okay, so you've done these other things. You gave yourself time. You're sitting at a table. You took a few deep breaths. You're trying to slow down, but like, where's your mind? Like, is it somewhere else or are you like in the present moment? So thinking about how does this food taste? How does it feel in my mouth? What's the smell? And these seem kind of like really extreme examples, I think, but the more you practice it, it becomes like second nature. Absolutely. Yes. I feel like that's something that like, I never do, but unless I'm like out at a fancy restaurant, I'm like, this is very good and different. <laughs> so I can definitely work on doing that with normal meals. Yes, for sure. Um, so the other thing to remember is that all of these tips we're talking about will be really difficult to implement if you arrive to a meal in this ravenous over hungry state. So I think that's also super important to make sure like you're giving your body regular meals and snacks, eating when you feel those more like subtle hunger signs and not waiting until you get to the point where you're like ravenous, starving, feel like you could eat everything in sight because at that point, it's gonna be really, really difficult to do any of these tips. Absolutely. So I think that's another thing to remember. Yes, I totally agree. Been there. Been there a thousand times. We've all been there. You can't yes. stop once it starts. So I know. For sure. I know. I feel like everyone's been there and everyone agrees like it's not a good feeling. I know. And then we still yeah. happened. I mean, life gets busy. It really does. But yeah. sometimes I'm like so hungry. <laughs> this doesn't happen all the time. But you know, when you're like making dinner and 
you like had already decided you're going to have this healthy, whatever dinner. And then you're like stuffing your face with like snacks while you're cooking. It's like, can you not just wait 10 minutes to get through <laughs> a hold of yourself? <laughs> yes. I think sometimes it is kind of, kind of life, you know, gets tricky because, you know, schedules are busy and it, we try not to get to that like ravenous place, but sometimes it happens and, you know, it's okay. You're not going to have a hundred percent of the time, like a be on point with your mindful eating if you start practicing this. So that's the other thing to know. It's like, it's not, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's just, can you do one of these tips? That's great. You know, and kind of go from there. Yes, absolutely. I feel like maybe I'm kind of losing your internet connection. So I hope I'm not, if it starts to, um, sound glitchy that one of our internets is being weird but okay keep going did you have more tips okay um so i think kind of the the last tip and then i'll talk about a little about why we care about this there's some interesting research behind it um the last thing i want to say is like whenever you finished eating before you get seconds I would say wait 20 minutes and see if you are still hungry or not, because your stomach receptors need like 20 minutes to communicate fullness. So when you are finished, you know, we finish your first plate. If you go back right away, you're probably going to end up uncomfortably full and it's better just to kind of finish eating, wait that 20 minutes and then kind of see, am I still hungry? If yes, go ahead and get more, nothing wrong with that. But a lot of times at that point, you'll feel full. Yes, that is such a good tip. And so probably the hardest one to implement. Yeah, for sure. So why? Yes, so why do we care about this? Um, there's actual research studies showing that people who eat while distracted, so this is like, Distracted eating is the opposite of everything we just talked about. Like say you're watching TV and eating or you're scrolling your phone or working through your meal, whatever. Those are all disconnected or distracted eating experiences. So research shows that people who are eating in that distracted way, they tend to eat faster. They can't remember what they ate and they feel less full and less satisfied. So it's very interesting, like all of those things can be impacted just by whether or not we're present during the eating experience. Yes. And I think that that goes for so many aspects of our life beyond just eating. Um, so I think that we as humans just need to slow down and be more mindful and present in general, um, especially when you're intaking food. So I totally agree. And I am guilty as charged. So it's not always easy. You were correct. Yes. And I feel like this mindful eating topic is super helpful for the holidays. Yes. Um, and a couple tips for that, kind of more about holidays, I think a lot of times you may find it difficult in like a party situation to stop eating because there's so many different foods and it's like, okay, so you're going to focus on listening to your body and you start to feel that fullness and decide, okay, I'm going to stop eating. One thing you can do is kind of like 
do a small gesture or movement to like back up your decision. By that, I mean like putting your plate in the kitchen or putting your um, knife and fork back on the table when your napkin up on the table or pushing your plate away, just like a small gesture that kind of like backs up your decision that you already made to stop eating. Love that. That is very good tip. Yes. And watch out for the food pushers, right? On the holidays. (laughs) Seriously. Yes. You know, you're in charge of how much you eat or drink. So don't be afraid to say no to people for sure. And there's nothing wrong with saying no. There's nothing wrong with saying yes. If you want it, have it. Right. I mean, that's definitely something that, you know, like for my husband, when he just like initially started meeting my family, which was like eight years ago now, but I remember he would always, my parents would always be like, eat this, try this, have this. Like, that's just how they are. And I'm just like, straight up like, no. And he would always be like, okay, okay, okay. And then like, we leave and I'd be like, you can say no. No, like it is okay. They're still going to like you if you just like say, no, I'm fine. Or I'm full or I'm not, I don't like that. Like he doesn't like tomatoes and he'd be like, yeah, I'll I'll have tomatoes on my salad. And I'd be like, why say no, (laughs) (laughs) nothing wrong with that. It's food. I mean, it shouldn't offend anybody what you decide to have or don't have. Yes, exactly. For sure. (sighs) Anything else for the holidays? Um, I think another good tip for the holidays is like, I like to call it being a food snob. (laughs) So, you know, what, what do you really enjoy and what's going to be really satisfying to you? And that's what you should indulge in as opposed to like everything, um, kind of like picking and choosing, like what's going to give you the most satisfaction. I also think like deciding what which events are important to you I mean now that I feel like COVID world is a little bit different but this may or may not happen this year I guess but there's usually a lot of events like work events and then like your family events and like your friend events and it's like what which one of those matter the most to you because do you need to like go all out at your work party probably not all out as in like drinking a bunch of wine and having a bunch of different food. It's like, maybe you want to like, kind of just have a little bit at a work event and then save most of your indulgence for like the night with your friends or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like kind of balancing it out like that. Yeah. And I agree. And I think that's a great tip for Thanksgiving because, and again, please, if you want every dish at Thanksgiving and that's your jam and you've been wanting it all year, go for it. This does not apply to you, but I always, like, I have my favorites, Thanksgiving. This year, I'm not having Thanksgiving food. We're doing something different. But um, I always get, make sure I get my green bean casserole. It's, like, one of my favorites. And um, I'm, like, not big into mashed potatoes, so I'll skip that. You know, like, you don't have to have every single thing. And I, I just, you know, just goes back to what we just said a few minutes ago. Don't feel guilty. You're not going to offend anybody if you don't eat their dish. I mean... I, at least I wouldn't be offended. And if they are, that's their own problem and not yours. So. Yes. So true. For sure. Um, I did have a question for you um, with the mindful eating. And if you, okay, for example, like I'm a macro tracker. Um, 
although I'm not currently in that phase of my life, when I was dieting more, I was a macro tracker. And it's kind of hard to apply mindful eating to something as structured as that because, and, and I know there's so many issues with it and unhealthy habits that can come from it. And so I totally get that. But, you know, if you know that you need to eat this meal um, to reach your macros, like it seems very hard to incorporate mindful eating and to like, you know, stop eating when you're full. If that's like, I think I'm answering my own question and asking this, <laughs> that it's probably just not the healthiest option. But what, what are your thoughts on, I guess, macro tracking? Yeah, so I feel like um, I'm going to answer this like a couple different ways. So one is like, if someone wants to stay very specific and like kind of, I'm going to say like rigid with this macro goals and everything. Um, I think you're right. It's going to be really difficult to practice, like stopping right at the beginning of starting to feel full and like that type of thing. If you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to eat. So I'm going to eat it no matter what. But you would still be able to practice some things like, are you connected? Are you in the present moment? Are you sitting down at a table? Did you give yourself a 10 minute break? Are you tasting each bite? So like you can still kind of do a lot of the tips I feel like with that. Um, and then kind of like my personal approach and opinion as in terms of like the macro tracking is, I think it's helpful, but I like to do like a more flexible approach. So it's like when I work with someone and I do a lot with people who want to, not ever, not all of my clients want to lose weight, but a lot of them do. Um, so I do a lot with like, okay, let's focus on like, what's your average calories for the week? And are you hitting your protein goal or close to it? And then I give them a lot more like flexibility in terms of the carbs and fats, just because I feel like I do want balance, but I also want like realistic long-term uh, strategies. And I found with a lot of, um, especially women and men actually, but people that start to incorporate macro tracking, they aren't eating enough. I mean, of any of the macros, I mean, probably enough on the carbs, like that just ends up being something that happens, but sometimes also not. So I do think that, like you said, it's a great tool to make sure, at least for my people, to make sure they're getting in enough. That's the biggest problem. Um, and that's a whole nother episode that we need to get into about eating enough, honestly. Yeah. Because I could go on about that for a while and I know you can too, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, you guys, I'm trying so hard to keep an eye on the time. And I think that we got out everything we needed to say. Um, I think that was so many good tips and information. Um, before I actually end it, was there anything else that you had to add? Um, I feel like if you are new to mindful eating, just thinking about maybe, you know, waiting 20 minutes before you get your second serving or if you're out to eat like stopping halfway through and I feel like those two tips are really kind of great places to to start working on I love your tip to with the small gesture because I think that's huge because I've been sitting somewhere for a while where I am full I say I'm done and if I leave my stuff in front of me then I'm like okay well I'll have another scoop of that I'll just have a little bit more while I'm sitting here 
but it's just because it's just there right in front of me. If I would have gotten up and done something else, that I would have been totally content with where I was at. So I think that's a great tip. I love that one. Awesome. Okay, Sarah, thank you for the information. Um, thank you for being on. And yeah, we'll have you on again in a couple weeks. If you guys have any questions for Sarah, as always, um, reach out to her. I'll tag all of her socials in the description of this podcast. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at real.life.girl.talk. Um, follow us there. I am going to hopefully share some information, some more like personal information on the hosts and put some highlights and stuff up for them if they're all cool with that. And uh, yeah, follow along there. And thanks for tuning in. Bye, Sarah. Bye.